two-part question. First of all, um, again, uh, you've been through uh, the, the process of uh, interviewing and the opportunity to interview with other teams. Um, having been through it so many times and then getting ready for a playoff game, um, how much of a comfort level is there since you've been through it um, so much? And then if you could just speak to the uh, Chargers front four and, and what kind of uh, challenges they present. Yeah. Um, well, the, you know, the, the pro there's a process obviously in place and, and everybody has to go through that at this time of the year. Um, and I think, you know, we're all professionals and have to, uh, manage our time appropriately all year long, um, you know, and multitask and, um, uh, if you're going to go through one of those situations and you're fortunate to have an opportunity to do so, um, you know, you, you, you know, you do the best you can with that while spending, you know, your time really on where it needs to be, which is, you know, the current season and the team that you're on and the opponent you're getting ready to play. So, um, you know, that's, that's all I've always approached it. And, um, you know, other people might do it differently. Um, the Chargers defense in general is, is the best group we've played all year. Um, their defensive front um, is extremely disruptive. Uh, they play a, you know, one gap style of defense. Uh, that's how, you know, what coach Bradley has always, um, you know, done. And they're really, really good at uh, what they do. Um, create a lot of issues for you with their penetration um, you know, they're disruptive in the running game and create negative plays, which puts you in the second and third and long, which they excel at. Um, and then they can create, you know, a ton of problems then with their pass rush. So uh, the way that they play on early downs lends itself to, you know, them being able to turn it loose and really get after the quarterback in passing situations when they know you have to throw. Um, and, you know, it's a, it's a group that's got a lot of people that have created impact plays for them, you know, this year. I mean, across the board, inside and outside. Everybody knows about Bosa and Ingram, but Nuosu has done it. You know, Phylon's done it. Square's done it. Meebane certainly done it. So there's a lot of people. Rochelle. Uh, so, I mean, there's a lot of people that have created uh, very disruptive plays in the front. And they play as hard as any group that, that we've played all year. So, um, this is a tremendous challenge, uh, our ability to, uh, try to limit some of those negative situations and negative plays is, is, uh, is going to go a long way in this game. So, uh, you know, we, we're excited to get, a, a, an opportunity to compete in this game. And, you know, like I said, it's the best team we've played all year. Thanks, Josh. Uh, next question will be Mike Giardi followed by Sherry. Go ahead, Mike. Josh, I'll be real direct. Have you spoken to the Cleveland Browns at all about their head coaching vacancy? No, sir. I have had no contact with them. So, uh, And then as a follow-up on a football question about the, the game itself, how have – they've had injury issues at, at linebacker. <clears throat> how have they managed to mask that and have such success, um, essentially with – and sometimes four safeties, a lot of times three? Um, I, you know, I, they're a deep group in terms of their overall, um, depth on the defense. Um, you know, I think that they've, they've done a great job of adapting, 
which, you know, credit their coaching staff, Coach Bradley and their coaching staff for being able to adjust. Um, you know, they they were a little bit more of a nickel group earlier in the year. Now they've really become much more of a dime group with at least, at least six defensive backs in the game quite a bit. Um, you know, Phillips uh, playing down there near the line of scrimmage, you know, when they go to that grouping, James is down there near that line, you know, near the line of scrimmage. Both those guys are 210, 215 pound guys that can run and hit and they're, they're physical players. So they play similar styles to a linebacker. And then they have a very good nickelback in King that plays physical. Um, he'll tackle. He's disruptive in both the run and the passing game. He can blitz. Um, so, they have depth in the secondary that they have now spilled over into that that second level of the defense in the linebacking group by becoming more of a dime grouping. So um, it's just, you know, obviously very smart, you know, in terms of trying to use your best players, you know, as much as you can. And that's what they've decided to do. Um, as I said, you know, the front's disruptive, but you've got this is as deep a group and as talented as a group as we've played all year. Um, all of them have made plays, whether that's near the line of scrimmage or in the secondary and coverage. So, um, you know, we we'll have our hands full. Um, you know, excited to get started on them, but this is a it's a great challenge for us. Josh, thanks for answering both those questions. Appreciate it. No, no problem. Bill Perry followed by Mike Reese. Go ahead, Phil. Hey, Josh. Josh, I'm uh, I'm just curious. Um, do you anticipate interviewing? For any more head coaching opportunities, or have you kind of closed the book on that for now and are just focused on uh, what you're doing with the Patriots? Yeah, the 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 book is closed. You know, um, it's always a it's always a um, you know a, a humbling experience to have an opportunity to to, to interview with anybody for that position. Um, you know, and I was thankful for the opportunity to meet with Green Bay and always gives you greater insight into another organization and how they do things. It's been very educational for me every time I've gone through it and I've appreciated every single one of them. Um, and, and so, you know, that was, that was great, but uh, no, I'm completely focused on uh, the chargers and our season and finishing it strong. And when I'll be here, uh, I'll be here, you know, moving forward. And Josh, just to follow up, you feel as though what happened last off season with the Colts impacted at all your um, hearing from other teams in terms of potentially getting other opportunities? I have no idea, Phil. You know, you'd have to obviously ask them if you know if that had anything to do with anything like that. I'm grateful for the opportunity that I had, but obviously, more importantly, thankful for the opportunity that I have here. Um, you know, I've said before, I think I have one of the best jobs in, in the world and uh, I'm grateful for uh, the opportunity to continue competing this week against the Chargers. Thanks, Josh. Uh-huh. We're going to go Mike Reese followed by Doug Kine. Hi. Thanks, Stacey. Josh, how are you? Good, Michael. How are you doing? Doing well. Um, just want to ask you about your own wide receiving group this year. Uh, when you look at uh, the body of work, what what stands out to you about your group of wide receivers this year? Uh, versatility, unselfishness, uh, adaptability, uh, <clears throat> and and really 
the way that they, you know, go out and practice and work every day uh, to get ready to uh, to compete, and and they've all they've all served in different roles this year, you know. And um, when you have a group that's willing to do what the coaching staff thinks is best for the team that week, and they don't they don't question it or, or you know second guess anything. Um, it's just it's a it's a it's really a great thing as a coach to come into the room and say, look, this is what we think we have to do to win the game. And they embrace their role and that uh, speaks to their character, uh, how much they want to win and how much they care about doing what's best for the team. So um, I love the group that we got uh, really excited for them to have an opportunity to compete this, this Sunday uh, in this game. And uh, they're going to have to play very well uh, for us to be able to do the things we need to do to, to move the football on this defense and, and try to score points. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question, Doug Kite, followed by Henry McKenna. Hi, Josh. I uh, just had a question about James White. When you guys drafted him in 2014, is this the role as kind of that sub back, third down back? Is that the role that you sort of envisioned him filling when he came onto the team? James is a very productive player, period, at Wisconsin. At Wisconsin. Um, you know, he, he ran the ball, uh, you know, um, a large amount at Wisconsin in their offensive system and in between the tackles and, uh, you know, cold weather um, was durable, um, you know, did did some of the tough things, um, you know, as, as a running back that you need to do, um, you know, in terms of being un, unselfish in terms of blitz pickup and physical and those types of things. So, he had a very productive career there and did a lot of good things. So, um, you know, I, I don't think you ever pigeonhole a guy and say this is the only role he can fill. Uh, certainly we saw a talented guy with great character and intelligence. And, you know, we felt like, you know, you get a guy like that in your system and you just continue to try to work hard and, and develop him as a football player. And, you know, he's got a lot of directions that he could have, you know, that he could go in terms of his skill set. So, um, and we're not done, you know, James is still a young player and we're still continuing to try to develop him. He's still trying to work hard, uh, to improve in every area of his game, which is, which is what you would expect if you know, James White. And, um, and so, you know, uh, it's just, he does a lot for a football team and, uh, he certainly does a lot for us offensively. And, uh, there's a lot of hats that he wears and, um, and again, excited to have an opportunity to coach him this week in this game. Uh, next question, Henry McKenna, by Evan Lazar. Hey, how are you, Josh? Great, Henry. How are you doing? I'm well. Um, you know, at this time last season or, or last off season, uh, it was reported that your role would increase in the organization. You'd get more responsibilities. So, um, I guess my first question would be, you know, if if that's true. Um, how did you find those responsibilities this year? And um, how do you think you've grown, you know, in that increased role? Again, sort of if, if – I, I think – I don't I don't really think that that's really um, changed. Um, you know, hopefully I can improve, you know, whatever it is that I'm responsible for. But my role here is, has been the same, you know, and 
uh, that's a um, do the best job I can at coordinating the offense and work with the offensive staff and and Bill and um, you know and doing whatever they need us to do relative to uh, coaching the football team and trying to you know improve our players and develop our team that way and then assist in any other role that that they need us to assist in during the course of the year so um, really that's the the responsibilities are the same but you always work to try to get better as a coach in a lot of different areas we wear a lot of hats teachers um, you know communication uh, scheme uh, evaluation uh, there's a lot of different things we do so um, I think all of us try to work hard to get better in some area every year and uh, hopefully uh, I've made some progress in something and uh, you know, like I said, excited to have an opportunity to continue competing this week. And then, uh, Henry? Oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, pass me off. Sorry. Thanks, Josh. No problem. Um, We're going a little long here, but I'm going to try to get two two more questions in. Evan Lazar and Adam Kilgore getting limited to just one question each. Go ahead, Evan. Hey, Josh. Uh, Just wanted to ask you, uh, the Ravens – or excuse me, the Chargers said that they picked up on some of the Ravens' tendencies, uh, just, you know, the way that their offensive linemen were setting their feet, things of that nature. Uh, I w- was just curious how uh, you guys kind of protect against your tendencies and maybe, um, you know, try to avoid getting, uh, you know, having tells like that um, so that the t- opposing team doesn't kind of pick up on those types of things. Yeah, well, I mean, that's <clears throat> – that's always something you have to be conscious of, um, you know, is whether or not you're you're creating a tendency that somebody could pick up on, whether that be schematically or something smaller than that, um, that maybe a specific position group would notice, um, you know, a defensive line group or what have you. So um, we try to do the best we can at identifying the things that we've put on tape and you know, being aware and alert for anything that, that we've shown too much or that has become a pattern. Um, and then you try to do what you can to complement that or break those tendencies if you can uh, throughout the course of the year. So I think most importantly, you know, if you go out there and, and you know, you you execute and you play with good fundamentals, um, there's going to be times where the other team has an idea what you're going to do and you still do it well. So, you know, I think, you know, when it when it's all said and done, every team has tendencies, every team has things that they want to do, every team has things that they feel best about uh, doing under pressure. And at that moment, what's really important is whose players execute uh, with good fundamentals and good technique and good toughness under pressure. And I think that's probably – more important than, you know, um, you know, reading too much into trying to break tendencies, et cetera, um, you know, especially in critical situations. Thanks, Josh. Mm-hmm. And last question, Adam Kilgore. Hey, Josh, good morning. Good morning, Adam. Um, so having been around Tom so many years, um, you know, as he's gotten later in, in, into his career, the, the age gap between him and his teammates has obviously grown, um, become pretty unique and, and pretty extreme for, for pro sports. Um, what have you seen sort of about how he relates to, connects with his younger teammates despite that age gap? And, and do you think that's something that's, that's pretty important for him and, and for the team? 
Well, I, you know, <clears throat> I think at the end of the day, you know, we all we all coach and play for the Patriots, and something that Tom has always done very well is, you know, we all have we all have, you know, things in common, and most importantly, we're all trying to pull in the same direction and help our team win. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he communicates well with with every player. One of the things that's always impressed me is how he's one of the first guys in the building to know a new person's name, um, you know, which is, you know, it speaks to, you know, how important that is to him uh, to, to introduce himself to somebody and also get to know that person, uh, whether it be a practice squad player, a rookie, whatever it is, um, you know, and, and uh, you know, we all have important jobs to do here. You know, we don't, we, uh, we, take those very seriously as Tommy Doe always does. But I think one of the big roles that a quarterback plays on the team is, you know, just, you know, being able to communicate openly with, with each one of his teammates, which Tom does. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, we're all different ages. Uh, we all come from different places, but, you know, we certainly uh, have the same goal in mind when it comes to what we try to do here. So, um I think he does a great job of connecting those dots and really trying to uh, pour himself into his teammates. And they know that they can communicate with him and talk to him about anything, whether it's football or not. Um, so it makes him such a special leader. Thank you very much, John. Thanks, Josh. Thanks a lot.